today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. He learned to hear God's voice, and God was going to give him guidance and assurance. It's a wonderful thing when God speaks to you and He says to you, You've listened. Others may not agree, but you know that God is smiling down at you, and you know you've pleased the Lord. You can stand very strong. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and How often do we let our emotions guide us instead of turning to God in prayer? Pastor Ed shows us we can learn from David's example as he inquired of the Lord and waited for his answer. The more we understand that prayer isn't just a one-way conversation, the more we'll experience God's instruction and guidance as he speaks to us. David also experienced God's power through prayer. Be confident that through your prayers, God's power will work in ways that you can't even see or imagine. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. I'd like to continue our series today in the life of David, the David story. Last week we looked at David hitting a wall, reaching a low point. And when he was flat on his face, he lifted his heart up to God in prayer. And that changed everything. David had to hit rock bottom before he would stop depending on the arm of flesh and start depending on God Almighty. And there's a big difference There's a big difference in chapter 22 and 21 and chapter 23. In chapter 21 and 22, we see David lying and deceiving and people paying with their lives for his deception. We see David acting like a madman because he wasn't trusting and believing in God. And now as David has sort of hit that rock bottom, He begins to look up to God. And God speaks to his heart. He pens three psalms during this period in his life. Psalm 27, a psalm that many of you know by heart. Psalm 31 and Psalm 54. David, as he is burdened and as he's broken, hears God speak. In Psalm 27, verse 8, it says, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. There's a turnaround in David's life. And with that turnaround in his life, David begins walking on track again. No, his circumstances don't change. His situation doesn't get any better. But something changes 
on the inside. And that makes all the difference. Instead of blundering and making one mistake after another, he's walking with divine guidance and divine deliverance. His problems don't go away. The journey is still filled with dark days, difficult times, dangerous situations. But David is different on the inside. The victory is his because of prayer. Four times in this chapter, chapter 23, it says, David inquired of the Lord. 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 Every time, God answers him and gives him direction and deliverance. Listen to David's counsel as he concludes in Psalm 27. It's not the concluding verse. It says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 27. He experiences guidance to defeat the enemy. That's what's happening now. God's going to guide him. And he tells us, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. The last verse. What happened in David's life is David heard about Kalila, a town fortified city that was being plundered and pillaged by the Philistines. They would come and take the grain and the products that were produced and the people would be in danger of starving. Their economy was going down. And David hears about it and his compassion, his kingly heart is moved. Saul doesn't want to do a thing because Saul is preoccupied with trying to destroy David. He's preoccupied with his own desires. But David's moved. But David doesn't act just on his emotions. How many appeals do you hear every week for help, for letters, maybe uh, television cast? Uh, just asking you to give. How many needs do you see in one day or in a week? There are a multitude of needs that people have. If you tried to meet all of those needs, if you tried to give to all of those organizations, you would be absolutely overwhelmed and out of the will of God. Sometimes we help when we're not supposed to help. Father comes home. His daughter is in the room crying. He has a natural inclination to go in and help her and comfort her. And mom says, stop. She disobeyed for the umpteen time and she is grounded and punished. Don't comfort her. Sometimes God says, no, you're to let that individual struggle and suffer because it's divine discipline. Sometimes we wind up enabling people. Instead of learning from their experience, instead of learning from hitting that wall, 
falling flat on their face. We wind up trying to always relieve that situation. No. We have to listen to the voice of God. And here's David. He's praying. He hears about the need and he takes it to God. In verses 1 and 2 of chapter 23, you see David receiving direction from God. When David was told, look, the Philistines are fighting against Kalilah and are looting the threshing floors, he inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? The Lord answered him, go, attack the Philistines and save Kalilah. He received instruction through prayer, direction through prayer. See, prayer is not a monologue. It should be a dialogue where God speaks to us and directs us and guides us. Where God will say, listen, I'm going to bring somebody across your path today. You're to help. Or I want you to give to someone in need. I remember as a college student, college students never have a lot of money. At least I didn't. And I remember feeling a burden for one of the professors, sensing in this faith college that I was to take the money I had, put it in an envelope, slip it under the door and give to him. And I remember doing that. And then later on him testifying and just saying how the Lord had met a certain need. I was so lifted up in my spirit because I knew that I had obeyed his voice, that I had listened to God. And I've tried through the years to be able to listen to God's voice, to be able to give, to be able to help. And it's wonderful when you've listened to God and you're not just going out of emotion. We can't get involved in every cause. We can't give to every organization. How do you know it's God's will? You learn to hear and distinguish his voice. He guides and directs you. Some people say, well, you know, it's, it's God told me. Have you ever had this situation? Somebody says, God told you, you know, like to shake him. God didn't tell you. That's insane. And then they go ahead and do it. And then they suffer. And they say, what did God let me down for? Well, some people questioned David. He didn't get offended. He didn't say, do you know who I am? I killed Goliath. I defeated the enemy. He didn't get offended. Because David recognized that we can make mistakes. And so watch what David is going to do. Now, Soren Kierkegaard gives this advice. A man prayed, and at first he thought that prayer was talking. But he became more and more quiet until in the end he realized that prayer is listening. And so David is going to go back to God and wants to know if he heard God correctly. So he receives an assurance from God. In 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 3 to 4. But David's men said to him, here in Judah we are afraid. How much more then if we go to Kalilah against the Philistine forces? Once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, Go down to Kalilah, for I'm going to give the Philistines into your hand. 
His men were right. It was a very dangerous mission. Saul's trying to kill them, and now they're going to create another adversary. So they're going to be in a, between a rock and a hard place. But that was God's will. And David goes and he prays and God says to him, no, David, you heard right. Do what I want you to do. David is not going to be moved by the fear of his men, by their concern, because he knows that he heard from God. There's this deep sense of assurance in his heart. And God will give us that assurance. God gives us confirmations providentially, spiritually. David had Gad in his life, who was a prophet. David had another priest, Abathiah, who consulted the Lord for him. David had people around him who were godly, who knew the voice of God and could tell David honestly what they sensed and felt. And David was the type of person who wasn't a maverick, just going off and doing his own thing. and he, No, no, he, he learned to hear God's voice. And God was going to give him guidance and assurance. It's a wonderful thing when God speaks to you and he says to you, you've listened. Others may not agree, but you know that God is smiling down at you and you know you've pleased the Lord, you can stand very strong, very secure. And that's what David is doing at this point in his life. David is learning to discern the voice of God, to be guided by God and to have the assurance that he was in the center of God's will, doing what God wanted him to do. Martin Luther the catalyst for the Reformation said, As it is the business of tailors to make clothes and of cobblers to mend shoes, so it's the business of Christians to pray. And truly, it's our business to pray. So when you pray, when you have communion with God, God will guide you, direct your steps, and give you the assurance that you're going in the right direction. Prayer helps you to experience the victory in your life. See, David before was making one blunder after another. He was walking in the flesh. He was walking in his own emotions. He was doing what he just thought right at that moment. But now David is listening very carefully. Speak, Lord, for your servant listens. That's what Samuel taught him. For Samuel learned that from a young child and practiced that throughout his years. And now David is inquiring, listening. God is going to guide him and he's going to experience victory. God is going to deliver him. God's going to use him as a deliverer as well. He experiences deliverance from the enemy. Psalm 27, Psalm 31, Psalm 54, all written during this period in David's life. Psalm 31 speaks about deliverance. Listen to what David says. 
My times are in your hands. You go to the gym and you work out. You eat healthy. You try to take care of your physical body. It's no guarantee that tomorrow is yours. David, running as a fugitive from Saul's army, David, fleeing for his life, recognizes, my times are in your hands, Lord. Every tomorrow is in your hands. All of us know people who were healthy, strong, and then their time was up. And all of us know people who were frail and sick, and they lived to be a (laughs) hundred. David says, I love the way he says it, deliver me from mine enemies and from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, O Lord, for I've cried out to you. God, you're my deliverer. You're the one who keeps me alive. You're the one who keeps me going. You're the one who gives me strength for tomorrow. We can conquer the oppression of the enemy. What happens at this moment in David's life is Kalila is being oppressed by the enemy. And David is going to be victorious and rescue them. 23.5. So David and his men went to Kalila, fought the Philistines, carried off their livestock. He inflicted heavy losses on the Philistines and saved the people of Kalila. David listened. And because he listened, others were blessed. When he walked in the flesh, others were hurt. Mom, dad. When God speaks to you about praying for your children, pray for them. Any parent that has lived any amount of years knows that your child is still your child when they're 10 years old or when they're 40 years old. And you have to be in that place of intercession to stand in the gap to pray for them through the years. It doesn't end. A brother or a sister in the Lord. God may place on your heart in prayer to call them up, to encourage them, to help them in some way. Here David was, and God used him as a deliverer. I like the way Howard Hendricks said it. I happen to believe that where prayer focuses, power falls. You pray for that person who's struggling and the power of God comes to lift them up out of that situation. You pray for that person who's going through a difficult time and the power of God just brings them right through it and they're victorious. You pray and the report turns around and God intervenes. We believe in the power of prayer and we believe that we're fighting a spiritual battle. Now David was fighting a physical battle and God was helping him in that physical battle, but his strength was in his communion, his relationship with God. And it was through prayer. The battle hangs sometimes in the balance when people pray, or if they don't pray, when people hold up the hands of leadership or don't hold up the hands of leadership. 
Here it is. He's praying and things are happening and the people are delivered. I notice that not only is there this mighty deliverance that happens from the oppression of the enemy because the enemy wants to oppress people, beat them down, discourage them, get them off track, have them not fulfill their God-appointed destiny. When we stand in the gap for others, things happen. We also have to escape the trap of the enemy. Escaping the traps of the enemy. Do you know the enemy has set traps up for you? You know it. I know it. How many times could you look back and say, oh, thank God. I didn't go there. I didn't do that. I was, thank God, God, you spared me. Sometimes God just hedges us in. He puts a red light, stop sign, and keeps us. And you say, thank God, thank God. He protected me, he kept me, he watched over me. See, that's what's happening in David's life. Psalm 31, he's writing during this period, free me from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. God, there are traps set for me. What did Jesus teach you and I to pray? Deliver us from evil. This present life is filled with all sorts of spiritual landmines. Someone unknowingly just walks and they run into a relationship that they shouldn't have and it takes them away from God. Someone just goes in a direction they shouldn't go, not listening to the voice of God, and they get caught up in some sin that pulls them away from God. The scripture says that we can escape the traps, the ensnarements of the enemy by listening to his voice, by listening to him. Psalm 31, verse 21, David said, Praise be to the Lord, for he has showed his wonderful love to me when I was besieged in the city. He's talking about Kalila. He's talking about that city. It's a walled city. Saul heard he was there. Saul's coming down. And David prays to God and says, God, show me the future. Will Saul come down? God says, yes. Will Kalila deliver me into the hands, into Saul's hands? God says, yes. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, and if we could get before God and say, God, guide me. Don't go to some fortune teller. Don't read some astrologer. Go to God and say, God, guide my steps. Direct my steps. Lead me in the path that you want me to go, and God will do that. David is going to be spared. His men are going to be spared. Because he simply went to God and inquired from the Lord and said, God, show me, direct me, guide me. And God said, there's a snare there. I'm going to deliver you. Constantly in this context, you see that Saul's trying to lay hands on David. But God delivers David from the hands of Saul. David said, my times are in your hands, O God. You're the deliverer. You're the one who rescues. You're the one who keeps and protects. 
As Dr. Ed Jones continues to take us on a journey through the story of David, we continue to learn more about what a life lived for God can look like. David wasn't perfect by any means, but God used him in powerful ways, and he can use you too. We do hope that you've been blessed by today's message on Building in Faith and invite you to visit our website to learn more about our ministry. Our web address is buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous messages available to listen to or download or even share with someone you feel will be impacted by the message. Be sure to find us on Facebook as well by searching for Faith AG2. We know how important social media is in people's lives today and by liking us on Facebook, you can keep up to date with all that's happening at Faith Assembly. We'd also like to invite you to join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area for our weekly time of fellowship, Bible teaching, and worship of our Savior. We meet each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and also on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and have many activities for all ages and all walks of life. Give us a call for directions and to find out more about our congregation at 845-462-5955. Sadly, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us again here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the Word of God, sharing with us new chapters in David's story. Your word restores it.